Welcome to the Gym Class Revolution podcast. This show is about teaching you how to build sustainable exercise habits to support both your physical and mental health. If you're tired of feeling like every workout is as painful as a slow internet connection, then you're in exactly the right place. I believe that exercise should make you feel powerful and ready to take on the world, just like when your cell phone is fully charged. We just need to find the right charger to get you there. Let's go! Hello everyone, welcome to another episode. Today I wanted to talk about how to stop feeling so self-conscious in front of others at the gym or just exercising in general in front of others. Um, I wrote these tips with the context of exercising in mind, but I think that these can be applied in a wide variety of different situations because it's not like being self-conscious is only limited to exercise. So let's leap right into it and start with our first tip. The first tip is whatever you're scared of, go ahead and imagine the worst case scenario. Um, Play it out in your head and see how, how it feels. So for this example, I was thinking about how the first time I ever just wore a sports bra without a t-shirt on in public because I was exercising um, was just a few months ago. It all started because I, um, yeah, I had worn a t-shirt, but I, you know, it was getting hot outside and I thought, ugh, I would love to take my t-shirt off, but I don't want to show everybody my stomach and how big my stomach is. And I thought, ugh, what would be the worst case scenario? Well, I guess all of the people here on the track would think that I look gross and maybe stare at me or maybe even say something and how red my face would get if if they did come up to me and tell me that like I need to put my shirt back on or something and I think that was the worst that I could imagine at that point yeah I mean obviously um you know anything can happen right and I guess I'm thinking like, you know, as a woman of color, who knows what could happen. But anyway, um, so that was the worst case scenario for me. And then I thought, okay, is it is that worst case scenario worth the discomfort of me being way too warm in my T-shirt? And I thought... Yeah, yeah, it would be because it is really hot outside. (laughs) And so I was like, well, I guess that, you know, I would feel a lot more comfortable without it. So I'm going to go ahead and take my t-shirt off. And eh, it was uncomfortable and I got sweatier because of how nervous I was. But I'm, I'm, I am really glad I did it because I guess it, it did feel really freeing. I felt really really at peace eventually after like I got over it I think which ah, it's so easy to say right like just just get over it but when we have all these narratives in our heads of like what things should be and how we should present ourselves it's really easy to think about those things being more important than how we feel so that's why I really want folks to Try this thought experiment of, okay, we are scared, so let's go ahead and imagine that worst case scenario so that we can at least see exactly what we're scared of. 
And then it, it ties into the second tip here. Compare your pain slash discomfort of experiencing, you know, whatever you're scared of in comparison to how you currently feel having not done the thing that you want to do. So, for example, I, um, I learned how to skateboard because I wanted to get to class quicker. And thankfully, I had a flat campus. And so... I, um, when I was practicing and learning, I took a really bad fall. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It was less than ideal because I did not wear my helmet. So everyone, if you're going to try skateboarding, please, please, please wear a helmet. Thankfully I was okay. And I took a fall in front of a few people and it was not a great time because I was like, embarrassed because I fell and then even more embarrassed that I hit my head on the pavement um and so I was I immediately after that I walked home and I was like I need to take a rest like I'm not doing this again for a while at least and so then um I think I took a break like for a week or so but then I was you know walking to class and all that time taken to walk to class made me um made me think about like oh it would be so much easier if I had a skateboard, if I knew how to skateboard. So I compared that discomfort slash pain slash inconvenience. Like, is it worth being, you know, firmly on the ground and, um, you know, taking up more time and having this fear, you know, prevent me from learning things? Like knowing that this, this fear prevented me from learning versus, you know, struggling a little bit to learn how to skateboard but then ultimately you know I would know how to skateboard and get to class quicker and have a new hobby because before I fell um you know embarrassingly in front of a few people I had been having a fun time I felt like I had been gliding across concrete which I had never experienced before so um I did that comparison like how do I feel now versus or how would I feel having not learned how to skateboard and being securely safe on the ground versus taking a risk and learning, you know, learning from my mistakes and progressing to having, being, um, having that feeling of flying across concrete being attainable. So it's like a, I guess like, um, pros and cons kind of analysis. So whatever that looks like for you, go ahead and take some time to think about what that difference looks like and which one is more appealing for you, which one is worth it, because both have their pros and cons. So which cons are you willing to, I guess, stick with or take on? Okay, so the next tip is... If you don't like the conditions, like if if specific conditions are the ones that are contributing to this fear and this feeling of being self-conscious, go ahead and change those conditions. So, um, for example, if you don't want to be um, bouldering or climbing in a gym with a bunch of people who are very experienced already and have them maybe snicker at you because you're doing more beginner climbs or or in my case I was even just like scared of falling wrong and having people like look at me and 
see how, how I can't even fall correctly, right? So if I didn't want to be falling in front of people I don't know, um, I decided, well, let's get a friend to fall in front of. So um, my friend was my partner, but, you know, this person is someone I trusted and someone I knew would support me and teach me whatever he knew already since he had already, um, he was, he had been climbing longer than I had. So if you don't want to be in front of strangers, bring a friend. And then it, it, sometimes you do have to be creative, right? Like I can't predict all of the things, all of the conditions that may make situations cause you to feel self-conscious, right? But, um, you know, our creativity has no limit. So we just have to make things work for us. So for example, if I don't want to be climbing around where there's a bunch of people, I can try going climbing when there's way fewer people. Um, And then that ties into my next tip, okay? So when you do have these ideal conditions, use that time to build your confidence, to feel like you do know what you're doing, that you're enjoying what you're doing, you know how it feels to have had a you know, successful session, whatever that may look like for you. And, um, how, I guess, like how thankful you are that you did go and do whatever you wanted to do. And then apply that to when you don't have those favorable conditions. So for example, um, I've been hearing that sometimes, you know, folks can get a little bit self-conscious at the gym in front of others and COVID has been helpful in that regard, because if there's no gyms to go to, you can't feel self-conscious. So you can just exercise from home and then that eliminates the factor of other people, right? And I think that is absolutely fantastic. It helps build that confidence because, um, you know, you've had successful sessions and you know what it feels like, you know what to do. And so then you can take that forward and apply it to when gyms do open up And you can feel confident then because you'll have that past experience of knowing what to do, how it feels, and you know you've already done it successfully before, so that will help your confidence grow even if there are people around you watching. Because I was trying to think about it, I was like, how could I have gone from someone who refused to go to the bouldering section of the gym because I would see these really strong white males doing all these really cool climbs and I was thinking, ah, like, ugh, if they see me butt in to like their section of the wall that they are currently on and try to do a v1 like i i feel like they would look at me and feel like and i would just feel like i am the biggest imposter ever like i don't even deserve to be on this wall and i i'm trying to think of like how did i transition to me feeling like I have access to absolutely every section of the wall. And a lot of it was trying to figure out that confidence building, right? Like I had my partner who I trusted and I went during off-peak hours so that I could focus on what worked well for me. And after having all those practice sessions of feeling good, feeling comfortable, feeling really, really proud of the climbing that I did and really fulfilled and thankful 
um, I guess just powerful. Like I felt so thankful that I had access to this activity that made me feel so powerful that I deserve to do more climbing. I deserve to help myself feel good. So at that point, after all of that practice, when I did go to the gym with all these people around, I thought, you know, they're here for the same reasons I am. And it became a little bit, I guess, easier to believe that no one was trying to get be malicious, like go out of their own way to be malicious. And you, like I was researching for this episode, different tips and things. And the first tip they always say is like, no one really thinks the, that no one's really like focusing on you. Like everyone's trying to focus on themselves. So it's just like, we're all in our own heads of being self-conscious. And it's like, yes, that's so easy to say, but it's so, it's like so easy to say and so easy to disregard because they don't go into how to gain that confidence. They just say, oh, just be confident, right? But it does take work to build that confidence. And so that leads me to the tip that I think will involve the most amount of work, but I think will be the one that will be the most, that will create the biggest impact in helping you feel less self-conscious. So that tip is figuring out what is your narrative. And I've said this before, but we're going to keep saying this because this is it that's basically what it runs into. Like exercise isn't just the actions of doing sit-ups. It's not it's it's so much more complex than that because our bodies are like the physical manifestations of how we feel inside, I think. Um, eh, eh, okay, maybe there's some, uh, maybe that's not like exactly what I want to say, but it's more of like how we feel inside is going to determine what we do physically, right? So, like, if I feel really down on myself and I am berating myself for not being strong enough, I'm not going to really perform very well. Like, I'm not going to really lean into whatever pull-ups or whatever exercise that I had been planning for that day with the same energy or, like, gusto as I would if I were feeling good about myself. So, like, a few weeks ago, I had been changing my clothes to get ready for a workout, and I saw my stomach in the mirror, and I thought what, like, how irresponsible could I have been to let my stomach get even bigger than it already is? And so I, it was not a great situation. Like, I was feeling really, really disappointed in myself and really negative about myself. And I was like, and now I weigh even more. So now when I do my pull-ups, I'm going to be even, I'm going to be trying to pull up even more weight. So it was not a very successful session. I was in my head the whole time. And yeah, I tried it. I tried doing the pull-ups, but it was very half-hearted. So that's why I really want to iterate like exercise isn't just being consistent and like Googling tips off the internet, but it's really about examining your own narratives and and how they make you feel. So for example, um, just a few months ago, uh, during when COVID started, I wouldn't practice K-pop choreography in front of my partner. And my partner has seen me do a lot of embarrassing stuff. Okay. 
Um, he's seen me stand up in a canoe and fall into a lake because I lost my balance and subsequently destroyed my phone. Um, but I wasn't willing to let him see me dance. I would take my computer and take it to the bathroom where I could lock the door and practice without him seeing me. And I, it doesn't make sense, right? So I had to think about why, why do I feel so self-conscious about having my partner who has seen me naked many times and I won't let him see me dance choreography, right? And ultimately, I think it was because um, I remember really vividly like being a kid and dancing at like a family party and my aunts would be like, ooh, Wendy's dancing. And I remember feeling so embarrassed. I'm getting, I feel like my, my face is getting hot just thinking about this. And I remember thinking then, I think I was like, oh, I better stop dancing so that I don't attract this weird attention. So it's... It's like that is part of the narrative that came across or that narrative framed my experience with dancing and how I don't want any weird attention from like the the sexualization of dancing. Okay, Uh, so it's, it's, yeah. So figuring out why we feel self-conscious about things is, is a lot of work. Um, you could take it very superficially, I think, and just say, well, I don't feel self-conscious because I don't want to show others that I'm inexperienced. And I think that's pretty straightforward. I agree. But I think something else to consider is why does it feel like showing others that you're inexperienced? Why is that such a deterrent for you to try something that you want to do. Um, Like if you're a perfectionist, it can be something related to like showing how inexperienced you are and the lack of skill that you have can come off as, as an example of your faults or like showing that like, like a, like it's a moral value, like as in your character has faults because of this lack of knowledge and I think for a lot of folks like we know logically that this does not make sense that this does not like being inexperienced is not a moral fault but that's how it feels and so that's why I really want to emphasize that digging into our narratives is the most powerful tool to figure out why we feel about why we feel certain ways about certain experiences and then once we've identified those feelings we can figure out what logic we can use to reassure ourselves that you know in this case being inexperienced does not mean that i am bad so i hope that these tips have been helpful and um If this resonates with you, please do let me know. I'd love it if you could leave a review um, for the podcast on iTunes. And I have some fun announcements coming up. So if you want to stick around or get those as soon as they're out, um, please follow me on Instagram at Gym Class Revolution. And I hope you all have a great day. And 
please take care of yourselves. And if you do have some time, check out what your narrative is so that you can feel a little bit more in control of your feelings and thus your actions and how you want to operate this week. Bye! Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gym Class Revolution podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something, please let me know and leave a review. If you want to hear more, go ahead and join my mailing list, which you can find in the show notes or at my Instagram account, Gym Class Revolution.